Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. I hope you had a good weekend. It's Monday, October 26th. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Here's how we're making you smarter today. We've got record-breaking early voting. Plus, what's legal and what's not at the polls. First, though, Amy Coney Barrett's immediate impact on the Supreme Court is today's one big thing. Today, we're expecting that Amy Coney Barrett will be confirmed as the next justice of the Supreme Court. And she's likely to be sworn in immediately and get straight to work. Elena Treen is the author of our Sneak Peek newsletter and covers the White House and Congress for Axios. Elena, good morning. Good morning, Nyla. Elena, we tend to think of the role of a Supreme Court justice as like decisions they're going to be making decades from now. But in the case of Amy Coney Barrett, she might be set to work immediately on decisions. It's not that she might be. She will be. If she is confirmed, she'll be sworn in, as you said, very quickly and get to work immediately. And there's cases that are coming up next week that she will be a deciding vote for, including cases involving the election that is next week. As you said, there might be a lot of action within the next week or two. What's on the docket? Well, on November 4th, also next week, the court is expected to hear a big case on LGBTQ rights and religious freedom. It's whether Philadelphia violated the First Amendment by requiring adoption agencies to serve same-sex couples. And so her being on the court then and hearing that case will be felt immediately. The week of November 10th, the court is also scheduled to hear a case on the Affordable Care Act and expected to vote with her conservative colleagues in any sort of ruling. Elena, we heard Senate leader Mitch McConnell talking on the Senate floor Sunday about how important this decision was. A lot of what we've done over the last four years will be undone sooner or later by the next election. We won't be able to do much about this for a long time to come. When you look back on these four years of the Trump administration, what role does the Supreme Court play? Having three vacancies open up on the Supreme Court and filling them in the way that he did will be his legacy. And the courts in general, he has confirmed an incredible amount of people to the courts and these three people to the Supreme Court. And even if in the weeks ahead, when we find out what happens with the elections, whether Democrats take the White House or the Senate or any sort of power, there will be a lot of changes and potentially things that we've seen undone over the past several years. But the Supreme Court is not one of them. And this is him really preserving a conservative majority on the Supreme Court as his final big move. Elena Trina is the co-author of the Sneak Peek newsletter. She also covers Congress and the White House for Axios. Thanks, Elena. Thank you. We'll be back in 15 seconds with the record-breaking early vote tally so far. Welcome back to Axios Today. States around the country are smashing through early voting turnout records this year. In fact, almost 60 million Americans have already cast their ballot for the next president of the United States. So many people are voting, especially in Texas. Newsweek reports Texas turnout so far in just early voting already represents 75 percent of the total vote that was cast in 2016. So as we head into this final week before Election Day, we wanted to spend a few minutes making sure you all know what your rights are in a polling place. Here to help us with this is Axios political reporter, Steph Kite. Hi, Steph. I wonder if we can start with voter intimidation. And can you tell us 
What qualifies as intimidation? Intimidation can look really different, but one of the things is if someone is asking you a lot of questions about your eligibility to vote, whether they say that there aren't options for you if you have disabilities, anything that comes across that's explicit and is trying to convince you that you are not eligible to vote when you are can be seen as intimidation. And what about the presence of the military or police at polling places? Federal law enforcement are not allowed to be deployed to polling places. And given President Trump's response to a lot of the protests earlier this year, a lot of people are concerned about the idea of federal law enforcement being deployed by the president to be monitoring the polls. But that is illegal. Which leads me to a related matter. A lot of states also prohibit carrying a gun into a polling place, regardless of what the laws may be about open carry in your state. Exactly. There are a handful of states that do have laws prohibiting guns, like Arizona, California, Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, and Texas. And Michigan pretty recently decided that you aren't allowed to openly carry a gun in a polling place. Other states, it'll depend on where you're voting, whether the building that you're going to cast your ballot in allows guns or not. What other things do voters need to keep in mind and just in terms of general rules when you're going to vote? One general rule that you should know is if you are registered to vote and you show up at the polls and they question whether you actually are registered, you should still cast your ballot, your provisional ballot. And then that can be checked to make sure that you are registered. And if there was some kind of mistake, you should not be intimidated if someone starts to ask questions and you know that you are eligible to vote. I mean, I think the bottom line is if you're an eligible voter, you should go to the polls and not be intimidated no matter what. Steph Kite is Axios' political reporter. If you voted already or if you're planning to vote, we would love to hear the story of how it went. Email us at podcasts at axios.com. This much I knew. Luke Skywalker in Star Wars lived on a farm, but I didn't realize until I spoke with our Brian Walsh that what he was farming was water. You know, he did start off as a humble moisture farmer on the desert planet of Tatooine. Luke was literally pulling the little bit of moisture in the air and turning it into drinking water. And it turns out there's now technology on Earth that can do just that. Even in really dry places like Phoenix, with low humidity, researchers have found a way to pull enough moisture out of the air to be useful to people who really need water. So this device. It's a prototype water harvesting device that's been invented by researchers at MIT and a bunch of other institutions. It's getting near to the point where this could actually take water out of the air. It does so via taking advantage of temperature differences between a solar panel on one side and then some other materials inside and actually sort of draws out that moisture and creates drinkable water. And so this is applicable not just in hot desert conditions, but I imagine all over the world. We really know that with climate change, one aspect that is really coming true with forecasts is that those areas that are already water scarce are likely to get even scarcer in the future. And this device will be more important for places in the world that are really just have no ability to get it. But down the line, we may need things like this if things get even worse, even drier in the future. Brian Walsh is the future correspondent for Axios. (laughs) 
Before we end the show, yesterday, Pope Francis announced Archbishop Wilton Gregory as the first African-American cardinal in the United States. Monsignor Wilton Gregory, Archbishop of Washington. Archbishop Gregory will fill the role after being widely regarded as one of Washington, D.C.'s most vocal African-American officials on matters of race and the protection of youth. Bless all those who seek justice and peace when we have too little of both. He also spoke up this past summer during the George Floyd protests, calling for Catholics to come together. Bless and give peace to the families of George Floyd, Ahmad Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and so many other families. That does it for us today. You can reach our team at podcasts at axios.com or reach out to me on Twitter. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.